to this show and I have been spending so much time just taking in as much as I can uh, of what our guests have to share and for that matter our musical guests too. Uh, I, I, I have to say that uh, finally just before the show I took a break and I went into the shower and decided I would shower and I would shave. And I was thinking about the monologue that I had decided I was going to do for the show. And while I was looking, I, I had I put shaving cream on my face and I uh, put a new razor in my razor blade. I have one of those, I forget what they're called. Uh, but, and I started to shave and I thought, gosh, I like a new razor. And I had this sensation of if I pressed too hard, the razor can do damage. If it's too light, then the razor won't cut the beard, the, 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 the hair that had grown. And if I do it just right, then I'll get the shave that I'm looking for. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. There's something here. The shaving cream, the whole ritual, the, the blade, uh, the, the, the pressing too hard, like, like using a tool and using it in a balance. And I that that analogy came to me uh, because I was watching the balance between our guest and our musical guest. I'm sorry, our guest and and um, and and his wife are a guest as well. Uh, and I watched the two of them in this dance that they were doing, and it's a it's a line that is. It is it is it is one that I have not seen often and I can't wait to dig into that conversation as we explore with our guests Satyan and Suzanne Raja and a little later on music of the Red Quartet. Our musical guest is Philip Vyman, who put the quartet together and is a violinist himself. It's an exciting show for me. I hope for you as well. We'll see you and hear you right after this on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition. Have you felt inspired to meditate, but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety, but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Phi Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All Phi Beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. 
Five beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Five Meditation. Five Meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Five beads at fivebeads.com. That's Five P H I beads.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome LA on the BBS Radio Network with your host, the Master of Change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com or AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at LifeChangesShow and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. We're back. I am Filippo online with our producer and co-host, Mark Lejure. Boy, you really uh, sliced right through it with that monologue, Filippo. Uh, this is going to be a great show. I had the honor of experiencing Satyan's work, and I'm so looking forward to hearing what both of them are bringing to the show. Um, and we had the great fortune of connecting through uh, the uh, uh, EPX Worldwide uh, tribe. So it's just a, a fantastic group, and, and uh, Satyan's a perfect example of some of the people that uh, I've been blessed to connect with. So looking forward to tonight's show. Well, very good. Well, we've titled the show... Cultivating a Lifetime of Passion, Love, and Evolution. Now, who could talk about this better than our guests, who are co-founders of the Transformational Academy Warrior Sage, and they are partners in uh, everything, I, I think. Satyan and Suzanne Raja, welcome to the Life Changes Show. Well, thank you so much for having us. Wonderful to be here. Thank you so much. Well, and so what um, what came to mind, like, why, why, did, did you, I'll tell you exactly what one of the things was, the way that you two look at each other when the other is talking, like you're not only listening, but you're there, you're present. And I was thinking how, like, you're, you're these highly tuned instruments resonating together, use, being used like like a musical uh, <laughs> Stop me any time. I could keep going. <laughs> oh, I like the way it sounds. <laughs> keep going. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna riff off that. <laughs> well, you know, you mentioned a few things, uh, Filippo, and one of them is sensitivity awareness. We, you know, we come from very traditional backgrounds, Hindu. J- Hindu Indian and Catholic Jamaican and grew up in Canada and met in high school 30, you know, like many years ago, four decades almost. And we've been together 33 years. And, you know, our resonance is, is, I have to tell you straight up, has been developed and cultivated. It's not just luck. It's learning the hard way from, uh, you know, really a lot of pain and suffering and craziness of not being connected, not knowing how to uh, relate with each other at, at the depth that our really our souls and hearts yearn for and you know when you fall down and we have the devotion to be here for the long term and to evolve together what happens is is that those pitfalls those challenges now are fuel for our relationship so 
up from from the, the the worst challenges and and the bottom of our relationship we've learned some foundational principles and and we apply them and when we apply them it works for us and we're happy to share these you know simple principles with many other lovers uh, out there in the world mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah yes it is it is so you know i love i love how we're speaking about cultivating a life of passion because it really is a cultivation it's it's about really first of all making sure that whatever it is that you're cultivating it's it's fertile the soil is the soil is such that it's going to be fertile for you to grow together in the highest way possible, not only just for your relationship, but this is this is beyond just the two of you. This is beyond just the two of us. And really, when Satyan and I look at each other, we're just amazed at what comes out of each other's um, what what arises from each other when we just tap into that that's beyond both of us. Because we're here not just for ourselves, but we're here to cultivate a life of passion that resonates not just with us, but with everyone else. And when everyone else is affected by that, then something really big is going on. And that's what we're struck with. That's what we're moved by. And that's, I feel like, you know, you're moved by that as well. And it's a blessing. It really is. So I wonder if one has to have that within themselves first and uh, then then in coupling can have that or look for that or cultivate that. And then as we expand into our extended families or in the work that we do, our clients, it, we can we can move it there. But doesn't it start with each one of you separate has to it has to start with it has to start with the question of you know what what is my life about what is the what, what is my purpose why am i here who am i who am mm. i yes you know, it, and, and what's mine to do and what's mine not to do mm. you know it's always healthier everyone understands this that it's healthier to be whole and complete to find your own passion your path your dharma um, your calling, and sometimes you know that comes earlier in life, sometimes later, sometimes way later. But you know, in our work, we look at it as you know, yoga, solitary yoga, is the path of union with the absolute through your own individual cultivation, practice, and surrender. And tantra is going to the same place of union with the absolute love, absolute truth, existence itself, but through union with another. The beloved with the sacred partner so it's a cultivation you know it sounds altruistic but when we make love we make love from the place of this is my divine uh, this is this is the manifestation of the goddess and she looks at me with these eyes of devotion that i have some higher force living in me just her devotional eyes of recognizing that i have some divine aspect within me it calls it forth it evokes it, it invites it out of me. It makes me become present from her radiant invitation. Mm. Suzanne. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm just drinking that in. And it's, <laughs> it, it's so true. It, it really is so true. And, and I mean, I do, I want to get to the, I want to get to the real sexy, you know, how the, how the sparks go off and all that. And it's, it really does start with laying that foundation that cultivating from the place of there is something that is that is just blooming and burning inside of us to to create together as a couple. And when we make love, we make love not just even for each other, but for the sake of all beings to to feel this deep pleasure. We 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 give this to each other, and it's just such a powerful experience when it's when it's inclusive of all beings experiencing this much passion. How does that connect to business since the two of you do business together and lots of it? Well, there's, there's the energy of polarity between us that we stoke, we evoke, we nurture. And that means that one of us is more in the freedom energy and the other one's more in the flow energy or might switch, or I might be in more flow state. She might be more in freedom uh, orientation and energetic. And it's cultivating that spectrum. Now, here's the thing. When you work together, if you're together just physically way too long, what will happen is you'll depolarize. You'll start to feel familiar. They'll become more like a friend, a buddy, rather than that passionate lover. So one of the things we do in business is we make sure that we have our own spaces, we have plenty of space not with each other. So we're not just crowding and becoming codependent and just like living off each other's life. We're cultivating and stoking our own power and our own sovereignty. Then when we come back, the sparks are very strong because we've polarized ourselves in our own power. We're not looking to drain it or to be evoked by our lover. So in business, sometimes Suzanne will direct She'll say, you know, or she'll she'll give me intuitions from her flow awareness, right? You'll say, I don't feel right about that person or that direction. And she might not have exact words, but I listen and I go, hmm, there's something here. Let's let's feel into this. Let's open this up. Let's feel what's the truth behind this. And that sensitivity to the energy of the experience of what's going on helps me become a stronger navigator to a more clear and positive and fruitful decision yeah and you know we're, we also feed each other's gifts you know in a moment um satyan can be you know his head is in is in work and he's just he's not even coming up for air and i walk into the room and i see that and i'll be like oh okay maybe he just needs some touch right now so i'll just just by putting my hands on him from the place of beloved, you are, I appreciate you in this moment. It helps him to bring life. It brings life back to him. It helps him to lift his head up and look around and go, oh, okay, I got a body. Okay, great. Oh, maybe I need to take a break right now, you know? And so it would gift him. And in the same way, he could come in and feel into me and I could be, in a moment, I could be just fluttering around doing what I what I do when I relax and I take my time and I'm enjoying playing and I love to play as much as 
I love to get things done in in business mode, you know, and but I may be forgetting because I've run off into, you know, the lawn and I'm enjoying that. And he can can he can see that, oh, you know, your gifts may be needed in this certain way. Suzanne, you know, let me guide you back. Have you thought of this? Have you have you realized that, you know, this was what was on your schedule and come back in, beloved? And just in the way that he feels into not something that I have to do, but what would where are my gifts needed the most? And and inviting me back and reminding me that, look, there is you have a lot. You have a spectrum to you. And this part needs to be cultivated right now, beloved. Come back in and it switches. It's back and forth, you know, depending on what is needed in the moment. So the back and forth reminds me of some of the words that you have all used actually interchangeably with each other. Some of them sound more like feminine energy. Some of them sound more like masculine energy. And so there's that dance analogy that I describe where like when a couple's dancing on the dance floor, like a waltz or something, you don't know who's leading necessarily or who's following or who's first or who's in front. It's 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 a dance. Or as you all described it for a tango, I think, right? I love that. <laughs> That's Suzanne's uh, uh, craft. That uh, one of her one of her pastime crafts. It's my. Tango. It's one of my passions for sure, and I love that you brought that up because really, tango. If you think about the 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 art of tango, if you've ever seen it, it's two passionate beings that come together and glide across the dance floor, and you're not quite sure who's Who's gliding who? Who's moving who? And and it's a conversation that's going on and it's sexy. It's so hot to watch. And it and yet they are communicating. Somebody is leading, somebody is following, and and, and it's a it's a dance that when taken into relationship, it, it, it is relationship. It is moment to moment feeling what is the potent thing to add right now. And that's that's where we get into this beautiful um, cultivation that continues over time. So one of the things that I was excited about is to be able to share more and more this as a, as how do I say this? So growing up or, or even today, if we turn on TV, I, I don't, feel like we see many examples, if any at all, of couples, of moms and dads that that have this kind of dance and respect, and also an understanding that we, we might not always uh, understand, and but we're here for the understanding and the cultivating, and, and we're here for a lifetime of passion, love, and evolution. So uh, there are going to be bumps, and we can learn from them uh, and as I think uh, you said, Satyan, that those are some of the, 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 the most fertile grounds for learning. So we don't see a lot of that. So to be able to have people see, hear, feel what the two of you are expressing in this moment together is important. Where did you see any of this, if any, growing up now, even? You know, you you nailed the point. There's not too many great examples. We've got personal friends. We have our really close friends, Larry and Marianne, who've been in 
wedding bliss for for over four decades now. So we've got some close friends and and who are that inspiration for us. And you know, coming from traditional backgrounds, we both have very passionate parents. They're both are very traditional also in their own way. So they're not as expressive as we might be. But one of the things that we realized early on that if we wanted to really have a, a lifetime of passion, that we had to be dedicated to each other's evolution. Mm-hmm. Because we're always changing, right? We're not just the same. We're not, you know, if I read something today, if I listen to someone, if I listen to the music from the performers coming next and it makes me go online and and takes me somewhere else, I'm going to be moved by something daily, continuously growing. So it's very par- important to not imprison our partners and maintain first and foremost that they're my lover, not my best friend alone. You can have many best friends or not your lover. But this is my divine, sacred lover. I'm going to go into continuous evolution with them for lifetimes even. It's romantic. It's an idealization. But why not? In a world that's quite dry and, and you know, the lack of true love and depth is not, you know, it's very parched. We can bring it back because the whole encyclopedia of love is within us. But it starts with devotion to each other's highest evolution mm-hmm. uh, and and to, to answer your question on my end you know truthfully i i couldn't find anybody i couldn't find anyone really that i could look to and say you are the absolute couple you are the ones that that i would like to emulate uh, we have friends, Satyan mentioned a couple, a couple that, you know, they over the time, over time have been inspirations to us in a sense. But for Satyan and I, we had to create what it is that we wanted to have in passion. We knew instinctively what we wanted. And actually, as we do, when we just started dating, we went to counseling early on before wow. there was before they before we even had bumps in the road we decided that we wanted to create a relationship that was the way that we wanted it yeah. and so we sought we sought a coach that really had no investment in us being one way or another it was about the truth of what it is that we wanted to create yeah and so that is what we did then at a very tender age. We yeah. <laughs> how old were we? We were about 18, yeah, 19. That's right. And missionaries. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and that's what we keep doing. That's what we've just done over the years. We've just crafted and cultivated the way that um, we wanted it to be. So I mentioned how it seems like the masculine and energy uh, and feminine energy flows in between the two of you, although Raj is very masculine. You come from uh, we can talk about all the mastery that you've done and and uh, you are very feminine. Uh, I mean, uh, Satyan is very masculine and uh, Suzanne is very feminine. But but the, the energy flows. How, how would you describe that? Mm. <laughs> How would you describe our energy flows, you mean to say, or the energy of masculine and feminine? I'm not sure. Well, well, the energy of masculine and feminine, that's a really... So, uh, let, us, let us give you our distinction of how we utilize that, because those terms have a lot of charge nowadays. 
a lot of misunderstandings. A lot of confusion around it. So, you know, we prefer to use, you know, freedom and flow as the energetic equivalent that's that goes beyond any type of gender. But within ourselves, we have these energetics. We have these, I believe we have the whole spectrum within us. And some of us are conditioned to be more on one end of the spectrum, some conditioned on the other. Some have been conditioned, some of us have been conditioned to abhor or negate feminine or masculine aspects, freedom flow aspects within our being. And, or we didn't have enough uh, good examples to even know how to cultivate or grow that within ourselves. Mm. So that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with a lot of mixtures, but for us, it's very simple. Freedom represents presence, claim, and penetration. When we have a triangle of deep presence with my lover, with Suzanne, I have a claim of your mind, my goddess. I love you. I stand by you. Here's where we're going forward in life. This is our mission. This is this is the fortress that we're building, and this is the, the care that we're going to bring ourselves in the world. That's a claim, a deep mission, something that you both stand behind. And when you bring that deep presence, like you're there, not swerving, not getting distracted, you bring deep claim, and then you polish that off with penetration of being. So it's not like you're removed in the relationship or distant and so stoic that your lover can't feel your heart. You're penetrating with your heart first and foremost. You learn how to open your heart through the wounds, through the histories, and you learn how to touch your lover's heart beyond and through their wounds and their histories until they come to a oneness of love. So that's the type of presence, claim, and penetration. They're... When we turn that dial up, when we cultivate those within us, when we even just become even aware of them right now, what happens is we can feel ourselves going into that freedom state of being. We become more meditative, more centered, more what some would say in your masculine essence. Mm. Yeah. And when that's happening, you know, that 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 ignites the 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 flow the the energy of flow and so when when the the freedom energy is in presence what happens is there is there is such an a part in the in the flow energy to invite inviting more of that so with your eyes with your heart with your body, the invitation of, you know, I'll give you an example. So right here, right now with Satya, I mean, you can't see us, but I'm inviting him in a lot of ways, <laughs> using my eyes, using my body, you can use your imagination. And he's very present right now, as far as I can tell. Are you present? Very much. You're much more brighter than the screen in front of you. <laughs> right. Oh, so, just pretend I'm not here. Uh, <laughs> make like yourselves at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and then, I mean, here it is, too. You're present. Anyone's present when there's that invitation. And it's a triangle, you know. It's a triangle of, of flow. So the other part to that triangle is surrender. And surrender, what that is, is just a relaxation, an allowing of entry, an allowing of pleasure to just be moving through your body. It's an allowing of the claim of freedom to take one 
and to just bring that pleasure to one so that one is just relaxed into it, opened into it, and willing to receive even more of it. So there's that. And then there's the final part to the, the triangle, which is the final and also the movement of the triangle, which is expression. And expression is allowing yourself to be seen, heard, felt, experienced in all aspects of your being, to be witnessed, to be penetrated and entered with all parts of your being and to, to respond with expression so that the penetration is, 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 is just, you want, you want to penetrate with that expression of joy, that expression of pleasure, that expression of yes, yes, beloved, more of that. Yes. Well, uh, if you want more of this, uh, warriorsage.com is where you can go. And actually, uh, more of both Satyan and Suzanne Raja, but more of, of this in your life. Actually, they have many different courses that they teach. They work with executives. They work with they work with all kinds of people. You could learn at warriorsage.com. They have a, a YouTube channel with so many videos, and I bet this interview will be up here too. Uh, they have a Facebook page, Warrior Sage Official, and we get a couple more minutes with them when we come back after this. And one of the things that I'd like to touch on, uh, Satyan and Suzanne is is love interestingly we've touched on passion and we've touched on evolution uh love uh how does it change uh what 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 did you think it was when you started or what did you think it would be and and what is it now kind of thing if there is such a way to answer that question on love when we come back when we come back a little later on, we'll also have our Ask Dorothy segment and then our musical guest, Philip Vyman of the Red Quartet, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. Listening to the Life Changes Show live from Vortex Dome LA with your host, Filippo Voltaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangeshow.com, via Twitter at Life Changes Show, and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. 
Cultivating a Lifetime of Passion, Love, and Evolution. Our guests are co-founders of the Transformational Academy, Warrior Sage. They are Satyan and Suzanne Raja. Uh, it's been a great time and so informative so far. I love the way you two share and can't wait to uh, get to do this live somewhere, somehow, uh, and and share more uh, of the two of you uh, and, and what you're learning in this space, as well as enjoying. Now, what about love? That's one of the biggest confusions that are here on the planet, let alone relationships. What is love? Some people think of love as, you know, they get confused with love, thinking it's this arc of attraction that turns you on with each other. That's what we would call polarity or being turned on, you know, being aroused. And that's a whole biochemical, psycho-emotional, relational, familial, uh, ancestral mixed bag that gets you get turned on by someone. And then there's something else that gets confused as love that we've seen over the years. And that is infatuation, romantic infatuation, that feeling of, oh, they're the one. And there's this great bubbly giddiness at the beginning of a relationship. It feels like they're the one. You've lived lifetimes with them. Who knows, you know? And those tend to crash uh, soon after the honeymoon phase is over because unconsciously we tend to be attracting unresolved family dynamics that are unhealthy sometimes mm. in our in our in our psychology. We don't even know. Mm. But for us, real love, real I love. I hate that, by the way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, so we can just even know that. Now imagine those two together being turned on sexually and having infatuation. Now that gets really mistaken as love, the way we look. For us, love is simply opening your heart with each other until the sense of separation is no longer there and that we feel tacitly in our body embodied that there's a one love, truly, as Bob Murphy said, a one love that's living us, that transcends the duality of us too, but shows up as the play of our eroticism. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and um, and I would say that often when we feel like we're suffering from a lack of love, it's because we haven't leaned into love, offered love, because love is not something that is going to happen on the outside. Love is something that's already going on and is just waiting, like we say, to open to that. Just continue, open yourself up and just pour love into the space. Pour love that is you. And this may seem like, you know, there is, it, it sounds very poetic and all of that, but really, if you just take a breath for a moment and just notice you know, how are you breathing right now? Is it shallow? Is it deep? Have you forgotten to breathe? And when you answer that question, for a lot of us, it's that we've forgotten to breathe fully. And when we're breathing fully consciously, and when we breathe in, when we breathe in love that is that is really us. And we exhale from the place of being love into all directions, 
infinitely above and below to the left, to the right, in front and behind, and continue to press that in with every inhale and exhale, no matter what is going on in the world, no matter who has crossed your path, no matter who has cut you off on the as you, on your drive to work, no matter what someone has said or not has said, you just keep inhaling and exhaling from the core of you, the deep love that you are, what will start to happen is you will have no boundaries to what love is and what isn't. Love just is. You are that. You are nothing less than that. And everyone and everything in your space is that love. You are that one love. And that that is what we're all yearning for is unity with what we know to be so. Hmm. Well, give me a minute to take that in <laughs> or two. <laughs> uh, uh, breathe it in, right? Actually, uh, we are sadly coming to a close on uh, the interview portion of our show. But what can uh, real quickly someone expect with working uh, with the two of you or individually uh, whether as a business person or as a couple or power couple, et cetera. Uh, could you share real quickly? And then they can go to warriorsage.com and learn more. Yeah, at our website that you graciously mentioned, we have some um, trainings, online couples uh, trainings coming up called Sex, Passion, and Enlightenment. And that's done out of the comfort of your own home. And it's an erotic getaway that we're going to, train and, and help couples embody these principles and practices in a really fun, juicy way. So you can look for that on the site, Sex, Passion, and Enlightenment. And for those who are power couples or business leaders, you know, we really, our mission is to enlighten leaders for the greater good. And that means in all dimensions, from their relationships to their sexuality, to the way that they lead their organizations, to growing their organizations based on higher principles. And so we offer an assessment of people's organizations as well as their inner dynamic, what's going on on a human dynamic level. And so we offer this to individuals and companies who are up to doing good in the world, making some form of positive impact. And so you can inquire about that on warriorsage.com. And um, that will then lead to probably what best solution or um, if we can serve people, we'll, we'll show them the best solution how. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we're going to rattle your core and soothe your soul. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, we're all sitting around with smiles on our faces and, and our, ex our executive producer says, I think they like each other. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, uh, a lot, a lot. And and we obviously uh, feel the connection and, and are grateful to have had this time together with the two of you and looking forward to so much more. All the best to you. Thank you so much, Satyan and Suzanne Raja of um, the Transformational Academy Warrior Sage. And again, warriorsage.com is their website. And they're all over the internet. You can go find them on YouTube uh, and also on, on Facebook as well. Uh, thank you again. Thank you so much for having us. It's been a joy and thank you so much for your openness and your beautiful inquiries. 
And and so until we meet again. Ciao ciao. Goodbye, Philippa. Goodbye. Bye bye, y'all. Thank you. Bye. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy segment. Dear Dorothy, this is Catherine from Germany. I so wish you were coming back soon to share with us your love and light the way you did in the past. You helped me feel love for possibly the first time ever, and I will never forget that great gift. During these troubling times, I have experienced what my family and friends call love, and it doesn't feel like love at all. Even my fiance, Michael, who swears he loves me, appears to have forgotten that kindness is a necessary part of love. When I attempt to discuss his new attitudes, he gets angry, and I don't believe anger is a part of love. How can I address this issue with him and with others without the conversation going into reaction? My dear Catherine, it is good to hear from you, and I too look forward to seeing you again. Love is such a misunderstood emotion. My belief about love is that it is something that is passed down from generation to generation, and humans usually accept the definition of love from the family they are born into. My family taught me that love was abusive and angry, and that love involved a lot of lying. It took me way too many years to discover that what I believed to be love is not love at all. Love is respectful, patience, kindness, gentleness, honesty, and all of the other joyful emotions. So, dear Catherine, you're perfectly correct in believing that anger is not a part of love. As to how to discuss the anger issues you're experiencing with your dear Michael and others, I have learned that if someone is not asking for such a conversation, it is impossible to have one. However, what you could do is let him know his lack of kindness is not what you signed up for and that you want and demand to be treated with respect and real love. You can then share your definition of love with him and your other friends and family. Before you can share what love means to you, it is imperative that you figure that out for yourself. You can begin by researching the question online. Once you have done the research, one of the best ways for you to become clear is to connect with your higher self and do some automatic writing after asking the question, what is love? Once you have discovered what love means to you and what you deserve, you might wish to share your thoughts through a written letter. I've discovered a long time ago that those who couldn't hear me did much better if I wrote them a letter and asked them to read it several times. And if they would like to discuss the issue afterwards, I would make myself available to do so. I trust that you will determine what love means to you and lovingly share your thoughts with your loved ones and that they will be agreeable to a discussion. If Michael is not open to a discussion after you've done this, I highly suggest premarital counseling as soon as possible. Please update me on your situation when you have dealt with it lovingly. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. And we'll be right back with our musical guests, Philip Feynman and the Red Quartet on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. 
There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve with heart, integrity, and experience we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, lifechangesnetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. We are back, and I am excited to introduce our musical guest. This is an exciting time because our musical guest quartet uh, and the three other virtuoso musicians, uh, they're up for a Grammy consideration right about now. They're a Latin, actually their first album uh, is is the one that's up for a a Grammy consideration. Uh, Latin Jazz Classical Ensemble, the Red Quartet's first album is an evocative blend of European and South American traditions and sounds performed by four virtuosos who play here as one. We welcome Philip Vyman of the Red Quartet. Welcome, Philip, to the Life Changes Show. Thank you so much, Philip, and thank you for having us on your show. It's uh, It's been wonderful to hear your guests, and uh, I'm sure I can use uh, some of the advices as well. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they have spent a long time with this and uh, have have studied it deeply. I think we could all use it. And speaking of spending a long time, uh, so each of you uh, have a career, wonderful careers uh, of your own in the quartet, and the the two of you came together for this. Uh, the four of you came together for this album. Uh, first of all, let's mention the four. You being one of them as the violinist. And uh, a wonderful, amazing singer and vocalist. Uh, her name is Marisa Steingold. Uh, I'll talk briefly about each member. She is an amazingly versatile musician and uh, with very strong uh, roots in classical music. Uh, she is more than familiar with so many other styles as 
klezmer, as pop, as um, jazz. And she definitely used her talents in uh, being recorded uh, for different soundtracks and different uh, projects uh, portraying different styles of uh, vocalists. And uh, and our guitarist, Kenton Youngstrom, who is a um, really wonderful guitar player and uh, educator and spending his life not only perfecting his perfect art, but sharing it with um, with so many students. And uh, as Marisa and Canton, both of them are very prolific composers and uh, they uh, write all the arrangements for us, for the, for the Red Quartet. Mm. And uh, we're planning to start using some of their music um, nice. in our repertoire in the concerts and future recordings. Nice. And, uh, and uh, finally, Maxim Vilichkin is Maxim. a cellist. Is a cellist <laughs> with the group, and he is an amazing person. You met him, <laughs> I understand. Yes, and, we know each and, other well. And not only he plays uh, amazingly on cello, he's wonderful piano player, and plays piano and plays uh, harpsichord. And he has amazing improvisation that he has on YouTube um, as a piano improvisation. And I'm just, I feel myself so humbled and uh, just being surrounded by these amazing musicians. And every time we get together for rehearsal, for concerts, for recording, uh, it's always a joy. It's always that makes me smile and something to look forward to. So, uh, Thank goodness our relationship as a group uh, are flourishing. So, <laughs> well, I, I have to say real quickly that we've uh, I, I had the pleasure of meeting Maxime through uh, through uh, Marina Manukian, and I've had the pleasure of meeting you through my friend uh, Peter <laughs> Hudson. So. Uh, I, I love how uh, all these relationships, uh, the, as we are sharing with each other the things that we enjoy, the music we enjoy, that, that we all benefit from it. And speaking about music we enjoy, uh, I'd like to get to one of the songs, uh, but before we do really quickly, this is not a traditional quartet, because obviously you've mentioned a vocalist, which is not usually part of a classical quartet and a guitar. So curious how this four came to be real quick. Sure. Um, we were not trying to be a different from a traditional string quartet. Um, our relationship and our, our ideas were evolving. Uh, and at first I met Marisa doing uh, another project for a mutual friend composer and was blown away by her ability to improvise by her voice by her musicianship and as we were sharing a long carpool drive from san francisco back to los angeles and we were talking and she mentioned that she does a lot of bossa nova and she loves that and i was saying oh my goodness i love listening to bossa i wish i could play some with you and she was saying, well, I kind of don't mind playing a little, uh, singing and doing a little more classical music. So I said, okay, let's see what we can do together. And then I thought, okay, we probably need a, a guitar player just to um, have the amazing um, 
chords and backing and and some guitar solos with us and then it was like okay maybe we need a bass or cello that can be used as a bass uh, in some of the songs and can be used as a cello in classical uh, pieces and that's how four of us came together and we evolved into i believe something very unique and um, and very uh, it it seems to be fitting really well uh, together and we were able to i think create very distinct and uh, and i hope beautiful sound and uh, mm-hmm. um, that's what we love to do well, we're going to get to hear it right now. We actually posted on our webpage a, a YouTube link to the George Gershwin prelude number three that you all uh, did so beautifully. And we're going to get to hear uh, first, we're going to get to hear a Bach Largo, right? Yes. Okay, let's uh, let's hear that now. Here is uh, uh, Philip. Uh, Vyman and the uh, rest of the quartet, uh, the red carpet, uh, the red carpet, the, the red. Hopefully, yes. <laughs> yes, 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 uh, indeed, uh, the red quartet. Thank you. 
Thank you so much, Philippe. The red carpet, the red quartet, the red quartet dot com. You know, I'm sorry I keep saying that, but may it be an omen. I, I hope it's see- uh, Freudian <laughs> sleep. I really do. <laughs> look forward to seeing you walk the red carpet, all of you. Actually, where were you? There's a picture of you all on your website at the red quartet dot com. Uh, the four of you are walking uh, like the the Beatles were. Only where were yes. you? Yes, this is where I'll take on the Abbey's Road uh, cover of the Beatles album and Venice Beach. There is no that... place like Venice Beach in wow. California. Wow! Oh, it looked it looked like some desert somewhere. And why red? Uh, you know, this is interesting because. Um, it's not because all of our uh, all of us uh, favorite color is red. As we were coming up with the name for the group, uh, because we started playing uh, and then we realized we we need a name. And uh, as I guess for many 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 other artists and bands and groups, uh, actually finding the name that somehow represents and and clicks and and makes sense, it, it's not an easy task. And uh, uh, the red somehow uh, kind of clicked because not only uh, it's a vibrant color, but um, it it represents life, it represents love, it represents excitement, and uh, all of those things. Um, that's what we're trying to do when we create our music. Wonderful. Wonderful indeed. Well, a very good. We're uh, coming up on the hour, but we happily have one more piece. I want to remind everybody the redquartet.com. The 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 album that just came out, what is it called? It's a self-titled album, so it's very easy to find. It's called <laughs> The Red Quartet. And it's already available and it's available where uh, music is sold. And here is the which which piece is this that we're going to hear now? Uh, I think we are doing the uh, presto from the the, uh... the Bach presto. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, here is uh, the Red Quartet, uh, and from their album, the Red Quartet, the Bach presto. Did it, did it, 
My hats off to the Red Quartet. Wow. Uh, Thank Philip you so much. Vyman, amazing, on violin. Marissa Steingold on vocals. Wow. Uh, Kenton Youngstrom on guitar, wonderful, and Maxime Vlechkin on cello, amazing. Thank you so much, Philip, uh, for bringing oh, this music to the show and the world. Thank you so much for having me uh, and having Red Quartet, and uh, hopefully uh, your listeners will have a chance to check out the uh, other tracks from the album and they're very different uh, uh, there is brazilian bossa nova uh, and there is a piece by via lobos who is amazing brazilian composer as well and the gershwin preludes so uh, they can paste a, a little different genres and styles uh, performed by the red quartet Oh, wonderful thank you so much and philip i look forward to more of your music and uh, someday, maybe the Red Quartet live on on the show together. That would be Absolutely. amazing. Absolutely. <laughs> really looking forward to that. Thanks so much for all having right. me on the show, Philippa. All, all the best. A big thank you to Philip Weinman and the Red Quartet. And, of course, to our guests, Satyan and Suzanne Raja. Wow, what a show. I felt like we cultivated uh, passion, love, and evolution for sure. Well, this is, uh, uh, this is our show. Uh, we've uh, come to that point where I must say, on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you, as your life changes and your vibration raises, as ours surely did tonight, we're here for you and with you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.